Hello, listeners. My name is Amrita Nargunkar, and I'm the host and producer of Heckin Concerned podcast. I've been doing this for the last two years, and I love it. And now Heckin Concerned is growing into something bigger than just one podcast. It's going to become a production company for podcasts made by creators from culturally and linguistically diverse Australian communities. And those Australian communities that are marginalized, that are underrepresented in mainstream media. Because we want our media to be more representative of the true diversity of Australia. When you think about Australian radio or TV or podcasts even, what do you think about? How does that landscape look to you? Well, hopefully, we're going to change that with your help. We really want to hear from our audience right now and our potential audience. Maybe if you're tuning in for the first time today, we want to hear about what you want to hear more about. We want to know about your podcast listening habits and about the podcasts that you enjoy listening apart from Heckin' Concerned. And this is going to really help us in building our business so that we can make sure that our podcasts are tailored to your tastes and are also really representative of the issues and the perspectives uh, in our listening community. If you can spare five minutes to help with this, please go to Heckin Concerned Pod on Instagram or on Facebook and you'll find a link to a survey. It's going to take you five minutes, but if you could fill out that survey, that'll be such big help. In a few weeks, we'll move the survey to the website, heckinconcern.com. So if you're listening to this in 2021, you absolutely can still be a part of our survey by going to heckinconcern.com. But if you're listening right now in December 2020, it's not there as yet. You'll find it on our social media. My guest today is Aika Zeller. He's a friend of mine and an engineer and a community organizer who is passionate about finding innovative ways to help bring people together. That's something that we're going to have to relearn after COVID lockdowns, after the world changes from this pandemic. Aika and I talk about how we can develop a more playful and curious approach to life through meeting new people and having new experiences. So this podcast was recorded earlier this year in person during a brief reprieve from Melbourne's lockdown and I could actually come into the studio. This is going to be the last episode of this season, which is season two. But don't worry, we're going to come back real soon in 2021 with season three. We want to hear your ideas of how to improve this show as well. So Please go to Heckin' Concerned Pod on Instagram or Facebook and give us your feedback and your ideas. And finally, if you've enjoyed this show over the last two years, or if you haven't even, please give us a rating and leave us a review on your podcast app. Because as we grow into something bigger, we are going to need audience reviews to help us improve, but also to show that someone is listening to Heckin' Concerned. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I'm looking forward to hearing from you. This podcast is produced on the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. This is Amrutha and you're listening to Heckin' Concerned Podcast. Heck, 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 Heckin' Concerned. Aika, welcome to Heckin' Concerned Podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's nice to be sitting in 
front of somebody in person. So you've been having like Sunday dinners with your housemates, which previously you were having with a lot of people that would come to your house, anyone who wanted to come and bring a dish. Yeah. Uh, and then during COVID, you and your housemates decided to dress up in different themes each Sunday. Yeah, there were actually like two different things, but like, um, well, Sunday night feast is, um, yeah, it's kind of like a community potluck dinner. So we've been running that for almost four years now. It's on every Sunday. Usually like we just have people over and like it's open for anyone. So like we never know who shows up and it's really nice because we usually like so it's a potluck so everyone brings some food to share. So we share some food and then after food we share like stories as well. We have this thing called sharing is caring where everyone who's there can like share anything they like with the whole group. Like sometimes people share travel stories or uh, poems or music or just how they feel. And like it's it's a really nice thing to sort of like end the week and like start the new, into the new week. So yeah. it's, a, it's kind of like a nice weekly ritual, I guess. Mm. It sounds as though you're not shy about meeting strangers or people or... S- inviting people into your personal space it's really like i really like getting together with people and like uh finding out what they're doing and like um yeah i feel like they're yeah adding yeah some new perspectives um, to all of our lives so like it's and i think it's it's really important to yeah stay connected and like also like meet new people you normally like wouldn't meet because um they can like give you a bit of insight about yourself as well Mm. Um, because like if you have a conversation with someone you don't know it's like almost you're seeing yourself through their lens yeah yeah this is rare though in this world to have this openness to have a conversation with somebody you don't know when most of us don't even want to have conversations with people we know for example not only can you not just rock up to somebody's house now you can't even just call anybody you have to first text to say is it okay to call because it seems like such an intrusion into somebody's life. Or there's all these memes on the internet about people being happy that plans got cancelled. So the more, it's like we're, we're becoming so isolated from people that it's actually tiring to interact. And we have this, you know, social anxiety as it is very high. A lot of people now uh, identify with having social anxiety. And mm-hmm. you, you know, have like no social anxiety. I, I read your blog posts on Medium and at the end of one of them, you've actually invited random strangers on the internet to like connect with you. And that's, I think, really rare and admirable. Um, yeah, well, it's quite funny because I used to be like a quite uh, shy person as well. But I think when I was 16, I spent a year in America. So I'm originally from Germany and um, I went on a high school exchange to America and that um, since then it was like easier like for people to get in in touch with. And then I also started doing um, improv comedy for a while and then um, sort of like opened up a whole new world. um, That's where we met. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) And improv. But I think that you have to already be a curious person. You're just a very curious person. Like you, you do curiosity walks sometimes at lunchtime, mm-hmm. sometimes with other people. Yeah, when I was a kid, sometimes like uh, I think my uh, dad would sometimes say to me, like I have a blooming curiosity or blooming mind or something like that, along those lines. 
there's a lot to discover out in the world. When how I grew up was, uh, we lived to, next to a forest. So um, when I was a kid, I would often go with my friends and we would build little huts in, in the forest. And um, it's really like important to, yeah, connect with nature as well and like spend some some time there because mm. um, um, in, when we're living in the city, sometimes we like forget like how beautiful things are. Mm. It's very common to be disconnected from our neighbors, people on our street or people in our community these days. And there's an element of distrust of strangers as well. In a city when you have so many people coming and going and you don't know who might harm you or who might have an ulterior motive or who might not just who might even just not be very friendly. Mm. It takes a particular courage and vulnerability to live in a city and be open to people in a city. I I think that's one of the the good things about what you do is you bring people together even in cities. I I actually find myself really envious of you, Aika. I'm really envious of your ability to just strike up a conversation with anyone, get into the spirit of a game with anyone. (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much, Amruta. I think what you just mentioned, like, in the spirit of a game, I think, yeah, playfulness is a really um, great thing to think about. Like, sometimes we, like, can't take ourselves too seriously. And um, to keep things moving, I think they, like, have to have some sort of play. I like creating environments where people feel safe enough that they can do that. But also, you mentioned in one of your articles on Medium that your parents used to spend a lot of time with you around lego playing yeah. lego or s- helping you sort lego into yeah. into systems that would help you build better models what, 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 yeah. do you think that's other people's parents did that uh i don't know like whenever i talk with people about it i think like it's probably a pretty german thing to do right. because okay. like people over there like i guess like to f- be organized and like i think yeah um having things in order like play is a lot more yeah. important than i mean like importance there then but that's uh, but the but the point is that your parents didn't say hey Aika you have to put your things in order they actually sat with you and mm. did that and so this is like parents signaling to their child that exploration creativity and play is good and we are playing with you and so they kind of fostered an environment of of ideas and discovery and like trusting your whims and following an idea at a young age right that's 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 really nice actually i never really thought about this in that way because like i guess like it just happened but like yeah i'm really grateful um for the way like i grew up and like and when i went to america when i was 16 that was i'm also really grateful that my parents sort of like let me leave and Mm. like uh that because that changed a lot for me that was i think maybe the first like bigger adventure like i, I went on to and that opened up a lot of uh for me a lot of opened up in a lot of ways to see things that yeah. i like um hadn't experienced before and like uh yeah and i was reading a long time uh sorry i was listening a long time ago to this interview with um esther perel who is a psychologist and a um, sex therapist very very renowned and Esther was talking from a adventure perspective or of novelty, of safety in exploration. And she said it starts uh, in childhood when your parents tell you, 
um, that it's okay, you can go and play and we'll still be here. Things will be okay, the world will be safe. So go do your exploration and then come back and we'll still be here. That security in a, in, in, that you instill in a child helps them to be playful and adventurous, even as adults, um, be open to new experiences. Whereas um, parents who uh, might themselves have a lot of anxieties about the world or others might sometimes hold their children back by saying, no, don't do that. That's not good. No, don't do that. Or, you know, like monitoring or very protecting their children. So I think that being parents that encourage your children to explore is a very caring thing to do as well because you're helping your child be independent and trust their own ideas and instincts, which sounds like what your mm. parents did. Yeah, it, it's it's also interesting. There's some research about, like, I guess the distance kids were allowed to play away from home mm. and that like over the years has been like constantly shrinking so like up like I don't know, like 50 years ago it was like like a few kilometers uh mm -hmm. away that kids could room around and then like it got like progressively closer and closer and like i think now yeah m most kids or like a lot of kids um spend a lot of their um like childhood inside and like mm, uh, mm. in the world we live in it becomes very important that like i think being curious is one of the most important abilities to to have because it not only um yeah allows you to see different things in different ways but it's also like allows you to question things mm. I think things are presented to us in sort of like a black and white fashion but often there's like a whole spectrum between it. So we're just neglecting and we're not looking at it. So when cities expand and populations obviously grow, then you don't know who's around you. The, n the more number of people in your vicinity, the less safe it becomes to let your child play freely. And I think that's when, you, when you're growing up in a city or when you're growing up in a very big community in which you can't play freely, you don't have exposure to as many people and you don't have an understanding or tolerance of the idiosyncrasies of different people. So everything becomes black and white, like good person, bad person, rather than if you're, say, in a village and the village population is thousand people. Mm. And you like in your area, you know that that person's a generally good person, but he's done some dodgy things. But we live together in you know in this town and th i think when you grow up in a small town children have this idea that the world is made up of all kinds of people whereas when you grow up in a city uh you have a very rigid notion of good people bad people safe people unsafe people when we grow up when we're kids what we do is we don't really judge because we haven't made much experience maybe but as we grow up we judge more and more and i think this whole good people like bad people thing, I think that causes a lot of conflict. And I think um, sort of bringing back, like what I like to do is creating spaces where people can have a bit more like open mind and open heart and sort of break down this good people, bad people mentality. Because I think we all are unique in our own ways. When you interact with people, I think you can also 
choose mm. what you want to focus on. Like because like everyone has if everyone has good and bad in, in, in them, then there's such a beautiful opportunity that you can like try to bring out the good parts mm. in people. How people are is to a big extent not really like up up to them. I mean you 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 mentioned it before like to some to to quite a big extent it's how people grew up and like how their environment is and they like don't have any like often not much say in like how, how you um how you grow up and so it's really important that you acknowledge that because mm. we're all like coming from from different backgrounds and um there's just the beauty in in that and and one of the things which i find very interesting about what you do so you, so you have vast experiences is your um organization that you've started to bring people together so as part of that you do ideas anonymous mm -hmm. which is a monthly meetup where people bring their ideas is that right yeah so like it's actually on every fortnight uh it's a self-help group for people with ideas so like so we we meet um once a fortnight and then you can come along and you can bring your ideas and discuss them in a um safe and supportive environment so what sort of ideas so it's it's can be anything really like some idea some people like bring business ideas some people bring like creative pro projects some people bring some silly ideas that they have that are not really even that feasible i just wanted to b bounce them off people some people bring like really big ideas how they like want to solve climate change for example and um i guess the main idea behind ideas anonymous is um so you're in a group with some open-minded people and you can sort of like bounce your idea off them and get some feedback and you get all of these like different perspectives um, and you can use that then to like if you want to develop your idea further or if you just learn something out of it then like put your idea a bit, in, in, a bit into context. So um, yeah. I love the fact that you're celebrating the idea as a concept and not just so it's for business ideas or not just ideas that might be uh, in any way profitable in a economic sense, but just the core um, concept of ideation of humans imagining. And that's what you're celebrating. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's really also, it's really nice to have the diversity of people there because mm -hmm. like we all see the world a little bit differently. So yeah. like, um, I think that's a really beautiful thing. So, like, if there's like seven and a half billion ways to mm. see the world, there's actually seven and a half billion ways, like, yeah, in people's heads that can be explored, and um, that enhances everyone's else's. Yeah. I mean, what's interesting is it's not just attitudes or values which are different. It's actually even senses. So that whole thing about is the dress white and gold or is it like blue and black? blew people's minds because I, I guess a lot of people including me had never imagined that two people will not see the same color in the same way there are biological differences there are psychological differences that affect how you see something or even the whole yanni and laurel thing do you remember that no there was a video clip um which um was saying laurel 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 but some people heard it as yanni and it became a big, you know, point of contention. People are like, no, that's definitely saying Yanni. And others were very vehemently arguing that it was saying Laurel. And pe in, within people's families even. Um, for example, my mom and dad both heard Yanni. And if I slowed it down, then they heard it Laurel. Whereas my sister and I both heard Laurel. And we were like, what, how were how you guys not hearing uh -huh. what it really is? So the reality 
is vastly different for people at even like a base sensory level. Bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. So, okay, so just coming back to vast experiences, you have Ideas Anonymous, and before that you used to do Life Garten, yeah. which was like a kindergarten play group for adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been to one of those, and uh, you would put out like these colorful mats, and there was drawing time. There was everything except nap time. The whole Life Garten came, came about was, um, yeah, I did a lot of like improv, and there's all these amazing improv games, and I kind of wanted to make them a little bit more accessible because improv itself can be quite daunting for people being on stage without a script. Now we are connecting, not by sharing our ideas, but by like connecting over play. Mm-hmm. And when you get to that moment where you're just like lost in a game and you you, you stop judging as well who's playing with you mm-hmm. and like, you know, you, you realize, okay, we're like, we're just all people. I think that's a really beautiful way to, to engage. So, um... Yeah, it takes us back to that time in our childhood when we were less judgmental. It puts us back in that frame of mind. Yeah, bringing it back to like the talking to strangers thing. Like kids probably are like happy to talk to strangers until we tell them not to. Yeah. Like, so to because we want to keep them safe and we're worried about that. That then maybe has consequences later on in life when we like can't talk as easily with strangers yeah. anymore. And so so. With uh, Life Garden, it was a little bit like, okay, if we create the same environment, maybe we can get more playful, maybe we can get more curious, and maybe you can get more um, creative. As yeah. Well. Has anyone ever told you that you're very childlike yourself? <laughs> yeah, everyone's everyone's told you that, obviously. And I think the you know one of the key childlike qualities about you is this idea that. You can just go and join in anyone's game without feeling embarrassed to ask if you can join. So like when you're a kid, it's so easy for, you know, you see a group of six-year-olds playing, you're six years old. You just kind of go there and hang out and just invite yourself into their game and they'll take you mostly. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the older you get, the more hang-ups you have about not just being able to like join any group or activity with others. In that sense, I find you remarkably guileless and vulnerable. You're just like, hey, guys, and you just join in. It's something I think you can train yourself on and you can, can, can relearn. I'm like a really strong believer that if you put yourself into situations that are slightly like that, have, that involve risk and vulnerability to some extent, I, I feel you can, you can just grow and like you can get a better connection to others and around you and I think that's I don't know if you had the same experience like doing improv when I, when I was doing improv I, I found just this constant exposure that you are like in strange situations and have somehow having to deal with uh, whatever you're thrown into it makes it easier for you to like connect with people in the real life as well yeah. it was like easy yeah, because that's the whole point of improv you step out in front of a group of strangers and make up shit on the spot and you sh- cannot care if it's good or bad. You just have to commit to yep. it. It takes you out of judging yourself. You have no time to really like check if the audience is enjoying themselves or not. So it's amazing that you are, at that moment, you shed inhibitions in such a drastic way when you do improv. Mm. Um, and yes, I also experienced that. that improv made me less um, self-conscious of 
my body, my voice, my ideas, my thoughts, you know. So with, with all of these things that you're, you're organizing, Ideas Anonymous, mm-hmm. Life Garden, the Sunday potluck dinners, you connect with people online and share these events, but then you bring it back into the real world, into physical meetings. And this is something that we need to do more of, I think. that So obviously social media and the internet has made the whole world much smaller, and now we're connected with billions of people potentially around the world. But it's not necessarily helping to improve interpersonal communication skills. So the ideas are there, but the experience of talking to somebody, of being patient, of listening, and feeling good after you have a meaningful conversation in some way with somebody, those things are becoming very hard these days. Do you think that the world is becoming more disconnected? I think we have like sort of like more options now to like um, get in touch with each other. And like, I still think like face to face is the best way to do it because you can convey so much more than like, like text, text reduces it to the like lowest compressed um, way. And like so much meaning actually gets lost. And so I really love like having meetings where like events where yeah people are there like physically because then when someone like passionately like talks about their idea you can feel it you can feel how uh like how much love they have for this idea and um i think that is really inspiring and Mm -hmm. like I, i feel like that brings out the best in people so so you were reading a book by priya parker Mm-hmm. about the art of what was it called the art of gathering yeah how has it helped you improve your gatherings that you organize one thing i'm like constantly like researching is like how can i make my events more memorable in the end like i want to create something that's a value for people and i think if people can remember the event then that must have had some some value and so the book was called the art of gathering and um it's yeah, it's really I really enjoyed it because um, it sort of was breaking down nicely like the different components of when you're like organizing an event or like a, a gathering. And like the first one was pretty um, interesting. It was you always have to have the purpose in mind of like why you're doing something. And we often forget that. And there are so many meetings where so much like time gets wasted because people aren't clear of like what the actual purpose is. So I have for example taking that on and now like with ideas anonymous on the event page I like I have made it really explicit what is the purpose of this event so that um then you also get the right people on there um that would be best to like yeah make the event a success Mm. I saw you do that when I attended ideas anonymous even like when you acknowledge the traditional owners of the land you established the culture of the kind of behavior that we expect here. Mm. You stated the purpose. And I was at first I was like, this is unusual because I haven't really been to a casual gathering in which this happens. But I really appreciated that you did that because it brought us all on the same page. Mm. So what, what I always do at the start of the event is like the code of conduct mm-hmm. of uh, code of conduct of um, vast experiences and, and ideas anonymous, which is in a nutshell, it's cool to be nice. <laughs> um, 
with these safe environments, they're a bit like a container, right? Mm. Where you um, can explore certain things in there. And like, um, that's kind of in a nutshell what I'm, what I'm trying to do with Vast Experiences, creating these containers that create a safe space where we can be vulnerable and take risks and that allows us to, to connect yeah. in more meaningful ways. There's also like that everyone has a unique view of the world that also you can reflect back on like yourself as well. Like I guess you have your unique view of you, but that's only one of like seven and a half billion ones, right? Everyone who's out there will see you slightly different to how you see yourself. And I think that's another reason why it's important to have conversation with a lot of different people because it'll help you to understand yourself a bit better. This is actually a good good uh, segue. I can talk a bit about the Curiosity Box as well because this is, I guess, inside. I got on one of um, um, one of these Curiosity Walks, and um, so last. So maybe I give a bit of background what yeah. what a curiosity walk actually yeah, is. Tell like, us. Uh, so I guess the inspiration to this was sort of also happened in Chicago when we both um, did did improv and we once did um, an exercise after after classes it was called an intuitive treasure hunt, where we would bro- be broken up into groups of four and each of us had twenty minutes where they could do whatever they wanted and they were like supported by uh, the rest of the group. And um, so the, the idea then was like, do you follow your heart and your intuition and see wherever like it would, you would end up? For my 20 minutes, we went to the nearest supermarket and talked to as many strangers as, as possible. So I started, I, I realized that for me, it's really the curiosity that's, that's behind this sort of like the sense of awe and wonder and like you trying to find out more about, about the world. So like after that, like I, I started going on going on these curiosity walks where i'm just yeah like try to see the world in in, 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 yeah in new ways and like i did this once for a whole month so every day of the month i would jump on a random train and hop off a random station and i would just start walking and um just yeah try to engage with the locals and ask them where there's interesting places to to see so like i yeah, almost covered the whole like train system of, of <laughs> Melbourne. Wow, uh, that's amazing! And um, it was a really interesting experience because after a while, you felt like you were in, on holidays in your own country or like in your own like city. Uh, at one point, after about two weeks, I um, went to Belgrave, which is a suburb of uh, of Melbourne, and uh, I was for some reason the trains weren't going, so I was in this uh, bus, and I was like the bus was packed and I was like oh, I've never been there before I don't really know where I'm going but this feels really great like and then as the bus uh, pulls into Belgrave station I have these two sentences pop into my head and one is uh, only if we can see the world in different ways we will see how it really is and the other one is only if we can see ourselves in different ways we will see who we really are wow it was really strange because there was was then walking and these two sentences like became louder and louder in my head and like I was walking behind this front of shops and had all these beautiful murals in the back and then like oh, I was listening to a David Bowie playlist at the same time and then I remember like at some point under pressure from Freddie Mercury came on and I just I just cracked and like started 
crying for like 45 minutes and I found this bench where I was like staring into this like beautiful like clearing of like a, a forest and then and then I I had this really experience of this sort of like I had started past experiences and a lot of things um already before in life garden and and but these two sentences were kind of the justification for it sort of um yeah so if you can see the world in different ways you get a clearer picture of what it really is about and if you can see yourself in different ways you can also get a more better understanding who who you really are and i had this amazing feeling in, from really deep inside my head i never felt this before it was like as if you were like really really focused but free at the same time from that point onwards i kind of like knew that this was always like a bit of an anchor like if i got lost or if i got stuck like i would focus back on this and then that would give me guidelines to to what i'm doing what i'm doing mm. yeah it was a, i guess a profound moment of giving yourself permission to yeah to be all of the different things that you are right yeah and uh, and this is like really i think one of the functions that i guess these containers do or like safe spaces you get permission that within this safe space you can just be yourself and flourish and share who you are and take on new perspectives and uh um yeah it's a wonderful thing so i think we, i think we need more of these these in the world yeah. because um we sometimes get stuck if you have more like perspective like it also makes you like a lot more resilient because then let's say like if events like covid happen you you can choose from different ways to look at it and i think that will stabilize you a, a, a bit more mm. so um i think it's it's important to to do that more yeah i agree with you it builds resilience yeah. it builds your idea of your own uh, efficacy if you know that you're cap- you'll find out what you're capable of um through exploring the world and exploring and and through your reactions to different things that you come across you'll find out more about who you are right mm. so 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 this is a um this is a um testimony to taking chances and being more curious so let's talk about the 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 moral of our conversation today if somebody wants to be more curious in life apart from like coming on uh one of your curiosity walks or coming to ideas anonymous just in general how should they start being more curious i think one is definitely talk to more people that are different to you mm. and like um maybe if, like find a club or like anything else that like interests you and like just use that as a vehicle to to engage with with other people yeah. from from a different background to to you and mm. like um another really good thing for reflection is is also like to meditate like I've that's another thing during covid I started to do that mm. more regularly so like I usually do that now for like a, an hour a day wow um and that for me it's it works pretty well because it gives gives you give yourself permission to have some space where you can just have can be with your thoughts and like you're not really like restricted and then interesting ideas will like bubble up. Yeah, I actually find when I meditate no when you one hour 
the longest I've probably successfully done it is 10 minutes. But I'm amazed at the number of thoughts and the variety of thoughts that flows through my mind every second. So in a way, meditation is also like a discovery where mm. you sit down and you explore and discover things about yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did it for but like a long time, but like just shorter stints and like uh, like up to 20 minutes. But I've really been switching to one hour. Mm. You run out of your normal ideas and then like the gold seems to like bubble up. Like, you know, uh, you get get interesting things you like had never thought about before. So like, yeah. And then and also, of course, like improv is a really great yeah. thing to, to do. Like if you want to explore human like interactions um, mm. in a safe space. So once again, something you said comes back. Both it's true for improv and for meditation. Focused but free. Mm. Yeah. You're focused in the purpose of the activity or the task, but free to discover and play. Yeah. And there's no judgment. Wow, Eka, that was insanely profound. I'm going to be thinking about this for a long time. Focused but free. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your beautiful discoveries. And I want, so if somebody wants to come to Ideas Anonymous or come on a curiosity walk, they should go to vastexperiences.com. Yeah, yeah, that's probably like the best way. Or like we're, we're also like on on like Facebook and, and, and LinkedIn. And also like if, if this like inspired you and like you just want to talk, uh, feel free to like reach out to me as well. Like, um, wow! Or, or, or come around on, on on Sunday for dinner. Oh um, my God! You're inviting uh, people to your house. Wow! This is amazing. This is how open you are. Yeah. No. Like, um, um, if you're a killer, please don't go to Aika's house. Everyone else can go. <laughs> <laughs> Message him on Facebook and say, "Hey, I want to come to your house." Yeah. I, I really, listeners, I really urge you to come. Uh, to Ideas Anonymous. You can sign up and see if there's a spot left and share your ideas. Aika has created a wonderful environment for focused but free discussion. Thank you, Aika. This was priceless. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, Amruda. <laughs> ACAST powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. I'm Ned Fulmer. I'm Ariel. We're from the Try Guys, and we have a new podcast called Baby Steps. It's an irreverent parenting podcast because parenting is not perfect. We just had a newborn, baby Finn. I got pooped on. Ariel has pink eye. <laughs> I don't. We, <laughs> we talk to some experts. We even bring you 4 a.m. thoughts from our garden. Oh my gosh, it's literally 4 a.m. Just to <laughs> go back here, I thought I got poop in my eye. Yeah. And that causes pink eye. Parenting is a mess. We're a mess. You're a mess. Join us every Sunday. Listen to Baby Steps on ACAST or wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST, 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 ACAST recommends. recommends.